0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Vanish Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Castanis, and uh, today's date is October 2nd, 2021. This episode is si- number 64, season three, and uh, we have an interesting show coming up. Uh, I will talk about two things. Uh, first, I will talk about a restaurant called Shulins, and that was located on the north side at 2100 West Irving Park Road. And the second thing I will talk about is the 60th anniversary of the Dick Van Dyke show. And I will talk about the show and my memories of watching the show. So that would be a lot of fun. But first off, uh, before I start, uh, we'll go into commercial. And uh, this program is brought to you by Hydrox Cookies from the Sunshine Company. And here's a commercial from 1966. Enjoy. These are cookies. Cookies are good to eat. Do you like cookies? I like cookies. Do you like this cookie? This cookie. This cookie is the perfect combination of delicious chocolate with just the right amount of vanilla filling. Do you know its name? Sunshine Hydrox? Which cookie is perfect as dessert or with your favorite desserts? Sunshine Hydrox. And which cookie is the original cream-filled chocolate cookie? Sunshine Hydrox! Anybody knows that? Okay, I am back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial for Hydrox cookies. Uh I want to talk a little bit about that product. Um uh, when I was growing up, I my one of my favorite cookies was Oreos and also Chips Ahoy from the Nabisco company, but uh here's an interesting history about the Hydrox cookie. Uh this was introduced before the Oreo. Uh Hydrox was introduced in the United States 1908 and uh the the oreo was introduced in 1912 and it's and it was claimed it was an imitation of that you know which is interesting if you uh if you see it that way uh then as the years went on the oreo became very popular and uh and a lot of people perceived the hydrax cookie as a an or in off in Oreo off brand. Well, we'll see about that. Uh the difference between like the Hydrox and the Oreo is uh, according to some sources, uh it had a, the vanilla filling was sweeter and the the cookie, you know, the cookie part, the shell is uh was crunchier and became less soggy milk. You know, I wouldn't prove that because uh I would know. Uh, Hydrox, I've had it since I've had it when I was a kid. And actually, I liked them very much. It was less sweet than the Oreo. And the Oreos, I'm too addicted to them. I can eat like a whole b- uh, pack of them in one sitting, you know, with a big glass of milk. But, you know, right now I'm trying to be careful. And uh, Hydrox was uh, still around. And it was uh it was. Bought, uh, it was uh, in the Sunshine Biscuit Company, that's where they make them, and it was purchased by Keebler in 1996, and they replaced uh, the Hydrox uh, with a different formula called Droxies. and then uh, in 2001, it was acquired by Ke- Kellogg, you know, like the cereals, cereal company, and uh, a couple of years later, they removed Droxies and then they brought, brought it back. And then it was discontinued. And uh, on the hundredth anniversary of the Hydrox, which is uh, 2008, they brought it back with the with the Sunshine label. You know, to 8 Oh my God! And when that was announced, a lot of people went crazy. They uh, the company was bombarded with phone calls and and uh, they had an online petition to have it, you know, to resume the, that, uh, the recipe was changed to remove the trans fat. i not going to understand that, but you know, I don't know if it tastes the same. And, uh, so, uh, then it was in business and then they discontinued. I don't know if, and it was bought by the leaf brands company, but I don't know if it's on the market. I checked that on Amazon and it wasn't available. So I don't know if they're still making it, which is a shame. A funny thing, uh, one funny note, uh, I remembered I posted, I talked about in a previous episode about wacky packages and they had, uh, the Hydrox and it was called Hyde's Rocks and they showed a, you know, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, they had a regular doc, uh, scientist and then, and on his right, on his left, that is, was Mr. Hyde, all green and monstrous looking. <laughs> That's one of my favorite stickers. So, uh. I hope Hydrax comes back. I really do. I I like that. I like that cookie very much. Okay. That's enough for that. Uh, Right now, we're going to talk about uh, two things I said in the beginning of the program. It's Shulin's uh, Restaurant in Chicago and the 60th anniversary of the Dick Van Dyke Show. Right now, I'm going to talk about Shulin's. Uh, I'll talk about a little history of that. Um. I had to find some sources on the internet and there were articles written about this place. And, you know, uh, I'm a Southsider and I was not familiar with this restaurant, but, uh, pretty, a lot of people who live in the city did. And they, they remember fondly of it. And, uh, I'll, I'm going to read a little history of that. And it was, uh, it was called Shulin's restaurant saloon. And, uh, It was one of the first restaurants in Chicago that uh, that magicians performed, you know, in the early in the early days. And uh, so uh, the the restaurant was found by Joe Schulen, and he was a beer wagon driver for Schlitz beer. And then uh, then he uh, got into business. Uh, He owned a few salons uh, around the city. And then in nineteen sixteen, he purchased a building at eighteen hundred North Halstead. I think before that, it was on according it was on La, excuse me LaSalle and Randolph. Yeah, yeah. I am sorry about that. And uh, he named it the, the Quincy Number no. Nine. And then it, it, for a little while, then he moved it to 18, 1800 North Halstead Street, and uh, he he renamed it the eighteen hundred Club. And then uh a lot of people knew it as Shulin, I'm sure he changed it after that. And then in the 1910s, uh vaudeville, a lot of young people don't know about that. Uh that was like live entertainment, like and you know, performances like uh singing, dancing, juggling acts, magic, uh comedy, you know, old jokes. And uh Shulin's son uh was Matt Shulin and uh one day he was looking at uh magicians perform like for example harry houdini and harry blackstone and he he was uh and he caught the bug the magic bug so he's what he was, so he's uh observing them and then he got he got hooked on magic and then uh he told his son he told i'm sorry he told his father that i love i found my new ho- found hobby And I want to do this. And uh, his father Joseph said, no, (laughs) you know, I want you to go to college and all that. But, uh, so they made a deal. Uh, Matt would perform magic to bring crowds and his father would sell them drinks. So they came to an, uh, an agreement for that, which is nice. And, uh, so he performed, um, for many, uh, many years, you know, and, uh, most of the time he performed card tricks you know like that's still done to this day and he would say uh you know jokes during the uh you know when he performed magic you know meant to be Marshall Burdine, but Marshall brodin I remember when he performed magic or did wiz- well the only thing he used comedy when he was Wizzo the wizard on Buzo's circus but when he when he was a regular magician he wasn't that he was less he was less uh comical so he did that And, uh, so, um, after that, um, then, uh, around 1948, Joe Shulin retired from, and the, the, the bar closed and they moved to 2100 West Irving Park Road on the north side. And, uh, that was bought, uh, two people bought the, uh, the bar at, on North in the and it's now the Black Duck. I don't know if it's still there. I'm not sure. And according to some sources, there was a lot of uh, the walls up from the bar had memorabilia, photographs of celebrities, magicians, you know, and uh, that's a fascinating place like that. And then when uh, Matt Shulin passed away in 1967, his son Charlie continued the tradition. He performed. And, uh, he did that for a long time. And, uh, he died in 1998 at the age of 68. And, uh, interesting thing, he, uh, Charlie Shulin appeared in a beer, a Schlitz beer commercial with his son, Bobby, in 1979. I haven't seen the commercial yet, but I'm going to find it. I think it's out there, maybe on YouTube or some website. And, uh... He took over the restaurant, uh, Charlie took over the restaurant in 1975 and he did what his father did. And then, uh, you know, when he died in 1998, his son Bobby took over. And uh, so he was the grandson of Matt Shulin and the great grandfather of Joe Shulin. And he continued that tradition. And uh, Bobby, I think he passed away in 2009. You know, and uh, I don't know if there's anyone else in the family that's performing. I have no idea. Okay, so uh, it could be a nephew, could be a family member. We don't, I don't know. Uh, so anyway, uh, the uh, then the Schulens sold the property, and then uh, and to the owners of some place called the Twisted Lizard in Lincoln Park. And I never heard of this place. <laughs> sounded interesting. I thought a Twisted Sister. <laughs> and they transformed it to the Irving Ale House for a short time. And then uh, now it's called O'Donovan's. And uh, it's still in operation. And uh, last I heard, magic is still performed there, but not anyone from the Schulman's family. It's uh, other two... Well-known magicians in the area. Uh, uh, Their names were Al James and Jim Kruzek. I think uh, Jim Kruzek died, and I think Al James is still performing. I don't know, maybe retired. I have no idea. So, you know, I've never been to this place, but it sounds interesting. I would someday. I would like to do that. I would like go visit and uh, maybe ask if they're still performing. If I'm sorry, if magic still perform there. Okay. So uh, that's it for Schulin's uh, Restaurant. Um, and uh, oh, I had an I had a menu uh, on on file, and uh, mostly it served like German uh, cuisine, you know, like uh, Wiener Schnitzel and corned beef. Uh, not corned beef. That's not German. <laughs> and uh, so I don't know how the food was. I'm I'm sure it was excellent, you know, according to some people. Okay. Yeah, I apologize for that. So that's all for Schulz, and now I'm going to talk about the 60th anniversary of the Dick Van Dyke Show. And you always have, and you're asking yourself, why am I talking about this show? Uh, that happened like the last episode when I talk about the 60th anniversary of Hazel. You know, they're, uh it's not really Chicago related, but it really is when people remember watching the shows on TV during the 60s and seven and the 70s and 80s reruns. So, uh, but the Dick Van Dyke show was very was also special for me because uh, I love the show and I still do. I watch it on reruns uh, if I have time, and uh, I bought the first time I bought it on DVD was like two thousand in early two thousands, and I just bought and I uh, sold that, and I bought the Blu-rays uh, about a couple years ago. I have not watched them yet. I will, and I heard they it looks gorgeous. It looks beautiful. So one day I will maybe do a Dick Van Dyke show marathon on a weekend and watch a few episodes on Blu-ray. And see how it looks. Okay. Uh, right now um, I'm going to play the theme song of the Dick Van Dyke show from season one. This is not the 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 uh, the most famous theme theme song that we all know. You know, na 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 na. It's not that. This is the one they use first. And that was, uh, they only used that for about half a season. And, um, it's not with Rob Petrie trip when he came home and he greet and uh, he say hi to everyone, he tripped over the Ottoman. <laughs> this is just, uh, in the beginning, there was a, a folder full of, uh, photographs and it was fallen and they fell out of the folder and they have the credits introduced. So, but then they changed the theme song to the now famous theme song, but, uh, the introduction was still there, and but when the time they went to the second season, they had the famous intro that went on from season 2 all the way to the last season, which is season 5. So, I'm going to play the first season theme song uh, that was only used for half the season, so enjoy. The Dick Van Dyke Show Okay, I am back, I hope you enjoyed the intro of the Dead five Night show um you know whenever time I think of the show, I can't get that theme theme song out of my head you know Whoop, <laughs> you know I love that it's hilarious uh one time they, the only episode they did that when they sang the theme song was the Christmas episode, and that was uh the featured the cast members uh and uh at the end of the show, they start singing the theme song. And it's very enjoyable. Uh, the, on WGN, they used to play a clip during the holiday season in the 70s. And uh, they showed two clips. Uh, one featured Maritime Moore and Dick Van Dyke doing a dance routine. And and the other one was uh, I Am a Fine M- Musician, which is what was featured in an episode. Oh, I love that song. And it's hilarious. And then the third one was... Uh, No, that was it. The first one when they did the dance routine, that's when they all came out and then they started singing. So I haven't seen the episode in a long time, you know, but it's very enjoyable. Okay, so I'll talk about a little history of the show. Uh, The show premiered in October 3rd, 1961, which is the 60th anniversary is tomorrow. Uh, But they they filmed a pilot in 1960 and it was called Head of the Family and it had a with a different cast and everybody was there except Mel cooley who played by richard deacon and dick van dyke was not rob petrie he uh, that was played by carl reiner you know the uh, creator of the show and uh, laura petrie and buddy Sorrell and sally rogers and richie all played different people uh i the pilot is in the dvd you if you have the dvd you watch it and it looks very strange It was okay, but, uh, I don't know. To me, it looked very, uh, odd. (laughs) And then, uh, so they passed that over and then they, they still, uh, CBS still wanted the show. And, uh, so they changed the name from head of the family and then they, and then Dick Van Dyke auditioned and he got the job and then they changed it to the Dick Van Dyke show. And then, uh, then they got a new cast and, uh. Then they got uh, Maritana Moore. Maritana Moore. Uh, she acted before in another series, but this is her first starring role. <clears throat> and I think she was about in her early 20s, and she was much younger than Nick Van Dyke. And, uh, you know, and at first she was very quiet, and then when she got into comedy, oh, she shined. She was great, you know, and then that led to her own show, you know, Maritana Moore show, and that's an instant classic. So it's kind of... That's great, and then um, then they had Rosemary, Maury, Amsterdam, Larry Matthews played the son, and a lot of people complained about his character because he whined all the time and yelled, <laughs> like most kids, like myself when I was a kid. And uh, they showed there was it centered on where uh, Rob Petrie worked because he was a comedy writer for the Alan Brady Show, and that and this is Home Life, so uh, sometimes. Uh, the plots sometimes it had something to do with the characters in the office or or, or a character at home or had involved with the neighbors the helpers, which was played by Jerry Paris and Ann Morgan Gilbert and uh every day uh you had uh, buddy Sorel played by Maury Amsterdam would insult Mel Cooley played by Richard Deacon because uh because of his ball jokes, and because he was the and he was the brother-in-law of Alan Brady, <laughs> so every time Mel Cooley entered the office, and Buddy would start the insults, and there were a couple of funny ones. And uh, you know, I I love that every every week uh, or every episode I watch, he he would do that. And my favorite uh, one time, the the uh, staff of the Alan Brady Show got into a disagreement with Mel Cooley. And uh, Rob Perry would say, "Mel, I'm going to go over your, he- I'm going to go over your head." And then Buddy would say, "Careful, Rob, it's slippery up there." <laughs> I love that. And uh, and I I remember one episode where they had a punching bag in the office, and then there was a there was like a picture of Mel. <laughs> so I think Buddy used it. And it was so funny. <laughs> You know, two episodes i uh, remember there I remember found which were my favorites. One was they had the birthday party for Richie, and they he invited all, all his kids in his class, and they were like uh, 63 or you know, something like that. And uh they were going to like rent a place, but uh they're trying to cut costs, so they'd rather do the party in their home. But uh, then Richie invited all these kids, and then so in the scene. They sat down with them and they go through each kid they don't want to invite and they cut it in half. But uh, Richie asked the parents, "How do I invite, uninvite these kids?" You know, but then they realized you know they would hurt their feelings. And then, but he he invited them anyway. So they had an idea; they had to do it in the backyard. Uh, but the thing is, uh, the gardener fertilized the grass and they can't do it, so they had to do it inside. And the classic scene was, uh, all the kids, uh, ransacked the entire house <laughs> and, uh, buddy and Sally were chaperones, but, uh, they couldn't handle them. And then, uh, Robin Laurie came back to, with another child, you know, because she hurt herself and then he was yelling. <laughs> and then, uh, the funniest thing is they told the kids to be quiet and they sat down and then the kid was tied to the fireplace, like, a like. The chimney and he goes untie that kid <laughs> i still laugh like that and uh so that was one of my favorite episodes the funny thing about well not the funny thing the sad thing about it it was filmed about four days after john f kennedy the president john f kennedy got assassinated and they uh, they didn't show the episode they showed the episode later you know because it was uh country was in shock about uh, his assassination assassination excuse me so um, that was one of my favorite. The other one was uh, when they rented to a lodge and it was haunted and it was all joke, you know, and because Mel Cooley was filming like a candid camera episode. And it was hilarious. Anyway, uh, I'll go very quickly about my memories. Um, the first time I saw Dick Van Dyke show was on WGN Channel 9. It was at 630 in the evening. And that's where I saw it during the 70s. I would have dinner at 6, and then I would watch the show. And that's how I got hooked. And the WGN had a great comedy lineup in the afternoon. Uh, They had the Flintstones. When I got home, I watched the Flintstones. I think it was on 4 o'clock. And then Gilligan's Island was at 4.30. And uh, the lineup from 5 to 7 consisted of, uh, let's see, Hogan's Heroes, uh, Andy Griffith, and it was like then I dream a genie came in the early 70s and Bewitched. So it was like I Dream a Genie, Bewitched, Andy Griffith Show, and then Dick Van Dyke. So Andy Griffith was sometimes was on 530, then he moved it to six. So Andy Griffith show and the Dick Van Dyke show between six and seven was a classic hour of watching that. And that that lineup would lasted for a few years. And then, you know, more shows uh, in syndication were added on channel nine as time went on. And then, uh, then Dick Van Dyke uh, went into Nick, Nick at Night in the 80s, and then now it's on MeTV. I think it is. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't checked the lineup. So it's a classic show, and uh, so uh, I still love it. I still do. It's uh, one of my top five favorites. I really love it. And uh, so that's uh, – so. This weekend, we'll celebrate the 60th anniversary of the Dick Van Dyke Show. And uh, believe, uh, all the cast members are have died. Uh, the only one who's alive, surprisingly, is Dick Van Dyke. And he's 95, 96. Still kicking. God bless him. Because he's a wonderful dancer and a great comedian. You know, he's so agile. You know, he has so good a- agility. And uh, Larry Matthews is still alive as Richie. So, uh, it's a shame they passed away, you know, all of them because they were talented, talented people, you know, good writing. Okay, so that'll be all for today. Uh, this is episode 64, season three of Van Chicago Stories. I'm your host, Pete Costanz. Uh, I don't think I'll be doing a podcast tomorrow, I probably uh, have to go somewhere, but um, one last note uh, Monday is my birthday, October 4th. And uh, probably s- spend the day celebrating. I'll uh, be 58 years old. Ugh, getting old. And uh, I will probably do a podcast uh, the day after on October 5th. Uh, and that should be a lot of fun. That would be episode 65. <laughs> so many episodes I've done. Okay, so I'm signing off for this episode. And bye-bye for now for me. And here is Ray Rayner saying bye-bye for now. Take care, everybody, and have a good day. We have to go. Bye, bye, bye.